2: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Phoenix Club.
0: Hello, and welcome to another exciting episode of the Phoenix Pod. It's the phoenix part. Po- oh, it's not the same. <laughs> it's not
2: the same. Where's Lewis when we need him?
0: He's uh, singing Acapulco. Yeah. And, uh, in Stranra. In Stranra. In Stranra. <laughs> Stranra. Oh, my, my life.
2: <laughs> The missus thinks that's a Scottish accent. She doesn't get it. I'm copying Peter K. Uh,
0: Scotland.
1: Yeah, stand there. Is stand
0: there. Stand there. Where is he? Oh, not stand stand no, not only
1: Scottish,
0: no. So, yes, I am, of course, your host, AXC, <laughs> joined once again by a man who is half, half a, a man. man. Did we get it? I think so.
2: Yes!
0: <laughs> Was be fair? Actually, last TV week we were in we were actually in sync on the last episode on the Mount Park story. So Jeez. somehow I don't know how.
2: I don't know how it's, it's <laughs> some sort of magic, some voodoo somewhere. Maybe thinking, do you know what they've been trying for three <laughs> years to get this right?
0: We got Maybe. it right last Christmas at the brew room.
2: We did, yeah, but we was in we was in the same room. That's different. This is this is a COVID-friendly podcast now, so we have to sort of be at a distance here. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> Very difficult to do.
0: In fact, before I do anything, I just need to make sure I'm on the right microphone setting.
2: Oh, goodness yeah, me. You... Oh, that's good then. There we go.
0: Oh. I did it one week and I didn't realise it was recording from a laptop rather than from actual microphone. So listen back to it and say, that sounds weird.
2: Oops. <laughs> <laughs> Not the usual good quality that we
0: have. But anyway, he's a man who is allegedly. Stu- well, he is stupid, he's allegedly sexy, and he's called Flinders. He's stupid, it's, sexy Paul, Flinders. it's Paul, it's, Paul, it's stupid, Paul, Stupid Sexy Flinders.
2: It's me, it's me, it's Stupid Sexy Flinders, and today I'm wearing not nothing at all, funny enough. It's a Budweiser t shirt, which is actually probably one of the best t shirts I've ever bought from the amazing shop called Primarni. Other shops are available. Hold on a minute. Yeah. I do apologise there.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, I wish people at home could see that. Yes. Just a, a figure emerging in the darkness and started laughing. It's like, I don't know if that's creepy or funny.
2: <laughs> like a Japanese horror film. <laughs> but yeah, so, um, um, I'm currently wearing a, uh, the best t-shirt I've ever bought from, pri- from Primarni. Um, it's actually one. It's not shrank. Which is... Actually, I think that's a, that's a life goal. Buy a t-shirt from Primark that doesn't shrink. And I have. It's got Budweiser yeah, bud um, on it. Pre,
0: pre-shrunk, is it called? I think.
2: Pre-shrunk, yes. Pre-shrunk.
0: Yeah, that's you what I would to buy.
2: Yeah, so you, if you're an XL, go for a free XL and then wash it, and it should fit you s- perfect.
0: <laughs> so...
2: But yeah, I'm wearing a Budweiser t-shirt today. Nothing. Other really brands are available. Other brands are available. So we don't
0: get sued.
2: Ah well, I'm pretty sure that the said, said company that I've just mentioned will go. Hang on a minute, he said oh, the company name. How dare he? How dare <laughs> he encourage people to buy our product?
0: <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but then all the other beer companies will be like, how dare, how dare he encourage people to not buy our product? Well
2: put your logo on a t-shirt and I might buy it then
0: <laughs> <laughs> so uh, of course if you've been listening to the uh, show the past 13 episodes yeah we've been doing it a long while now uh, you'll know that we covered season 1 of uh, Peter K's Phoenix Nights. we then moved on to that Peter K thing and including the pilot of the services Yep. and done. now we're back at the Phoenix Club with se- series 2
2: Yeah. Bread and butter, but you know what this also means, doesn't it? The it reemergence. I the DVD
0: extras on that Peter thing.
2: Oh, I did watch that. Yes, I did. Yes. Yeah, we always wanted to mention this. Yeah, as well as um, having, a, having an excuse to bring out the one, the well, not the only, but the cherished, the very special, the holy Phoenix Knights Bible that Coxie has right there. He's showing it up to the camera now. <laughs> it's his holy it's his holy Bible. Um not only is it that, excuse but last week I also said that I was going to cover the um the special features of that Peter K thing. Now I was gonna do a five minute bit on it. Just to you know go over it. Now I've watched these episodes, this, this, these special extras and all I'm going to say is watch this space. Just watch this space because it warrants more than five minutes. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> that is all I'm going to say. It warrants more than that time than we can afford to give it on this moment in time, so... <laughs>
0: And that's what we call foreshadowing, kids. <laughs>
2: Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> but when will it drop? Nobody knows.
0: Nobody knows the trouble I see. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yes, of course, go, jumping back to the end of Series 1, uh, there was a... Uh, it was the Talent Trek final. Yeah. Cracking little club. <laughs> And of course, we see uh, we saw Den Perry flick his cigar into the into the toilet, which is redone or reshown here is sort of like a brief recap. Is uh, Den Perry still looking at himself in the mirror? And the random punter for the line with Paul de which is cracking little club, isn't it? And we get Den with oh yes, cracking little club. Long live the Phoenix.
2: Yeah. And he just flicks his cigar into the waste paper basket full of paper. And obviously it's still overlapping and we get the scene of Peter Kay or Brian, Brian Potter and Jerry Sinclair leaving the club saying it was their little, it was their um, little Caesar's Palace, their little bit of Vegas sort of thing. They get in the car, they start driving off and, Last season finished up with You just saw the window With the flames flickering behind the net curtain Or whatever it is And then you still get this scene But then obviously Jerry, stop the car Well
0: they put to the toilet And they show the bin actually on fire
2: Oh yes, and, 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 the, and, kept, the,
0: and the boy You get a You hungry Jerry? Yeah I could eat something And then just, Jerry Yeah, the club's on fire Yeah, club's on fire, yeah <laughs> And then we so just then we co- see, uh, we're outside the Phoenix Club, we see uh, two fire engines, we got a police car, there's uh, <laughs> Brian mortified. Not again.
2: <laughs> just a quick note on that fire brigade. Now, I did watch the commentary, and I'll be brutally honest with you, there's not that much info-wise about the episode that you get from the commentary. That's not to say don't listen to it because it is absolutely a scream. They just rip on each other constantly. <laughs> um, but um, there was another one little tiny tidbit I took away from this it was about the budgeting that they had for this episode
1: mm-hmm.
2: and the fact that they could only afford one fire engine. Right. But there was two, and how they managed this was they drove. They had one fire brigade facing the when the when the in one shot. They had the fire engine pointing the one direction. Well, all they did was basically reversed it and turned it round. And that was your second fire engine on a different shot.
0: Oh there, very good. (laughs) So that's how
2: that's how they got away with two fire engines, but only having to pay for one.
0: (laughs) So then we got uh young Kenny runs over to Brian. Then we get a group of on- onlookers stood there eating kebabs. As the fireman walks over and says, can you move back now, please? That's my club. That's my That's club. My fire, my fire. That's my club burning down. <laughs> but then we see uh, everyone's favourite Kenny Senior stood having a fag next to an occupied oh. fireman. I don't need a suit. I've got special skin. Asbestos. Asbestos. <laughs> Doctor the Bath Hunt. Genetic freak me. <laughs> and the fireman's blanket. <laughs> But then there was a bit where, so it's not in here, but Kenny Seniors goes, yeah,
2: <laughs> yeah, literally just after he says, calls him a wanker. But apparently that was that guy, at the fire brigade, was a stand-up comedian. All right. Um, never heard anything after him after this. <laughs> <laughs> but apparently he was a stand-up comedian. Mm-hmm. Good impressionist, apparently.
0: So we come back to Jerry who's got the the disabled boy money box in his arms. <laughs> I've got your disabled boy.
2: Yeah, he runs it like he's just rescued a child from the burning fire.
0: <laughs> As uh, Brian's crying, My little boy, his, his, his face, face is all is melted. melted. To which Jerry retorts, My hands have all melted.
2: Yeah. Um was it there actually I didn't say there was a lot of commentary in the commentary, it must be all concentrated around this one section because um, he actually said that there was only two of those little boys in the whole country that they knew of. Yeah, one that, they had, that, yeah. yeah the, the one that they had hold of, and there was one in Fife or something like that up in Scotland. So what they had to do, they weren't allowed to burn the one they had. So what they decided to do was to make a, a mould mm. and make their own
1: yeah. and then
2: melt that. <laughs> so... That's what they had to do. So it wasn't the act. The first, the boy that you see melted isn't the actual boy from the first season. It's one mm-hmm. that they've made, they've remade, cast from the old one.
0: So we get we got uh after a bit of a uh, passage of time, the fire's nearly out. Uh, the fireman bringing out charred furniture with Rayvon strangely helping him, which seems like it wouldn't be a a normal thing to happen.
2: Yeah, Rayvon. So it's uh, it's not something you'd see Rayvon doing in my head, but.
0: Well, I mean, just a member of the general public in well, in general, really. Like, in, oh, I'll give you an hand with them chairs, mate.
2: Oh, God, yeah, yeah. You're, not, you're just going in. <laughs> Unless he's, He's got a gift of the gab in a way, hasn't he? With his mm. job, you know, he's a DJ. Maybe oh. he's talked his way into letting them do it, maybe. But then, Get uh, a few personal possessions, maybe.
0: Jerry's got his hands in a bucket of water as he shakes his head and Brian's talking to the chief fireman. Right, so we might have saved a big cabaret room, but the fire started very quickly. Mm. You've lost your own function room, your office, and your games room.
2: Yeah. So these have got some some of it's been saved, so it's not the
0: end of the world. But then, as the chief fireman says, I think you've been very lucky. Lucky, lucky. Ow. Mm. Well, if you had batteries in your little smoke alarms, it start in the gents' toilets. Oh God. But then to take, he takes off his helmet. There's your culprit. What it's coming, it brings that yeah, it brings that empty basket. Like
2: there you are. What what, what 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 some a, a, a fat was it a, li- um, a lit fag or something like he said or discarded <laughs> fag.
0: It's it's uh, Brian as the, the fireman comes out with the basket and Brian just goes him.
2: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what him?
0: But then he's like discarded fag, discarded fag, and then Les and Alan come over. And he's Les. Les says, "What's happened?" Oh God. In a wine you couldn't get away with nowadays, oh, you or probably ever, as Brian says, points at a fireman. <laughs> he had two points of a fireman. Some queers, burp me club down, Leslie. <laughs> You'd know where you get away with that now.
2: Which probably explains why it's not on reruns. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it is occasionally, though, to be fair. It gets, yeah. At least once a year it does get shown on Channel 4, mm. when they have like a sort of Peter K. Appreciation Night thing.
2: Yeah, I suppose. Yeah, he just probably disclaims that he has, has humour that was actually funny and it's still funny, but sensitive mm. lots may not like it.
0: But then it's a, it'll be apparently a bit of a job for the fire investigation now, uh, lads. Now, we said, but then you say it looks like it's going to start by a cigar or cigarettes. But then Brian says, or oh, cigar, yeah, why? Two words, mm. two Den words, then Perry. Perry, yeah, dun, 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 yeah, dun, and then you dun, get the dun, Lewis dun, moment. Dun. Or dun, 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 dun. Well, as Lewis <laughs>
2: found out, my ringtone.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so uh, we get the opening credits, and we're outside the magistrate's court. Uh, Brian, Brian looking up a huge flight of stairs. <laughs> but then uh, we get we see Holy Mary, Ravon and Kenny Senior, along with Brian Solicitor,
1: He's oh, looking
0: at his watch. And are uh, oh, you there? <laughs> the solicitor. Where have you been? Where have I been? Are you send them steps out there. Don't know if you've noticed, but I'm disabled.
2: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Didn't take that for that lines so I dropped, did it? Yeah. <laughs> but
0: then
2: there's some guy sort of like barges past him in a way, doesn't he? And he's like, oh, you get bent. I'll put Where's, you on your back.
0: Yeah, the, the brief, there's like a brief for someone to call He shushes him, and he's getting bent. I'll put you on the bra on your back. I'll
2: put you on your back.
0: <laughs> it's a disgrace I should sue <laughs> but then he, he notices Holy Mary and the others are there and he's like well you're lucky you're running, running late and he sees them and he's like what do they want? well they're your character witnesses them where's Jeremy and the others? not made to make it but <laughs> well, not are not all so we've got Holy Mary <laughs> Mother Teresa what is it? Uh, yeah, sweet, or oh, sweet baby Jesus, Mother Teresa, and Billy Liar and Mammy Vice. <laughs> Threw the key at me.
2: <laughs> oh God! Apparently, the, the suit that Ravon's wearing actually belongs to Peter Kay.
1: Uh.
2: As far as from what I gathered on the commentary,
0: it's like a... It's, we're best sort of describing it people at home. It's like a baby blue suit, isn't it? But very, very ish like big shoulders, and he's got like a People dressed on. like um, a bit like Tommy Vesetti in GTA Vice City, like baby baby blue suit, shades on, and like it's almost like a, a flowery or like Hawaiian shirt or something underneath.
2: Yeah, yeah, he looks very he looks very eighties
0: Miami 80s, in the eighties, very yeah. very much so. So then we end up in the in the actual court itself. Brian's with a solicitor, and we get court is in session. All right, <laughs> it's a bit of can't happens. rise, Not Can't happening. Happening. <laughs> As the court calls Kenny's uh, Mr Potter's first witness, Ken- Kenny, Mr Kenny Dalglish, senior. Dalglish, Dalglish, where's he got that from? Oh,
2: I'm going down. I'm going down. Throw the key at me. Well, oh, get- the key Katie at me. We, we get- missed that. We this. missed. We missed that. It was in the corridor when it was a, the first ever b- Potterism. What's that? It was uh, was when he saw the character, which is, oh no, they're going to throw the key at me.
0: Oh, I mentioned that. Did
2: you? Oh! I thought I I missed that. I missed that. But yeah, I thought, yes, Bright, the first Potterism. We should make a counter counter of how many Potterisms there are in this series. (laughs) Oh, don't. (laughs) (laughs) Just melt your brain.
0: Yeah. So, uh, Kenny Senior walks the stand, he's got medals on his jumper and salutes the judge as he walks past. <laughs> <laughs> he's then standing in the, he's sitting in the witness stand, taps his nose and points at Brian. As he gets give, read the uh, the rights and, do you swear by almighty God that the, the evidence you should give to the truth, the whole truth, nothing but, oh yes. We're <laughs> get Brian of I'm going down, I'm going down. Oh, <laughs> just sinks into his chair. <laughs> So then we get the end of the trial, and uh, Mr. Potter, yes, I've considered all evidence that's been put before me, taken into, your account, into account your <laughs> character testimony. You undercover military work in Vietnam, and <laughs> your you glittering, glittering boxing, boxing career, glittering uh, boxing career even. <laughs> However, for the forging of insurance documents and negligence, to, negligence towards fire and safety, it's the judgment of this court that you are no longer a fit to hold a license to trade alcohol. Oh no, he can't take my club off me. No, Your Majesty. I'm nothing without my club. Don't do that. Tell him. Get him.
2: Oh, by the way, that's number two on the Potterism.
0: What's
2: that? <laughs> For are calling him the, Your Majesty.
0: Oh, shit, yeah. <laughs> Then, uh, we're back outside the Phoenix Club. We get, uh we hear don't cry out loud as Brian sits in the car park staring at the boarded up fire damaged Phoenix Club. Yeah. As uh, we hear a voice, excuse me, son, I'm looking for the Phoenix Club. You used to be around here somewhere. As we see uh, Den Perry sat in the back of a Jag with one of his cronies driving. Yeah. All right, Brian didn't see you there. I think you need some air in your tyres. <laughs> He's a swat, isn't he? Well <laughs> then, so, Brian, uh, what do you want? you got a nerve showing your face around here. What do you mean? You know what I mean, you arsonist. you caused all this. Careful, Brian, that slander that is. You know, not want up back in court. I heard they took your licence off you. <laughs> <laughs> Still, at least your customers are happy. They're all down at my place. <laughs> Just keeping them warm. Just keeping them warm. <laughs> Rather
1: warm, warm well than
0: well, well done. done. <laughs> oh, yes. Business is booming. Booming. Oh, Brian, pop inside and see if your jacket potatoes potato's done. <laughs> Drive on, Terry. Have a nice day. As Brian kissing the fingers say, have a bit of that. Oh, hey, go Terry. on, hey.
2: Is it Terry or Tariq? Uh, Terry. Terry. I don't know yeah. why. every time I hear it, it's Terry Tarek. Like, I I don't know.
0: Don't know. Most Maybe. of the is it?
2: Maybe, possibly.
0: So uh Den drives away, Brian's left staying at the club, and then we get we're back in Brian's house. We sat just flicking through the T V channels. Yep. And uh, we get a Kilroy type programme with Bob Carroll G's and Spit the Dog. I'm, sorry. The I'm drinking, I'm
2: drinking, Bob Carol G's.
0: Here we go. Oh yeah, take a drink.
2: Every time Bob Carroll Jones is mentioned, you have to take a drink.
0: But so you yeah, sat in the audience, captioned on screen, <laughs> Mummy's baby, daddy's maybe. <laughs> so Bob's talking to a young girl. Well, we hope everything works out for you. And Then teenage pregnancy can have tragic consequences. Louise, how did you find that you were pregnant? Well, I went to doctors and uh spit the interrupted her spit <laughs> <laughs> literally gobs on her. Don't be disgusting, you bad, bad boy.
2: What uh, Paddy McGuinness was on, on the on the commentary says it's funny. This bit, I just love the bit how Spit the dog just turns away, and starts laughing. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: and then we get the so Brian Channel flicks. We get the armchair superstore shopping channel, or yeah. AS for short. Sure.
2: Absolutely, and we've got the uh, Northwest Tonight's very own favourite, Paul Crone, on there.
0: Is he the one wearing the umbrella hat?
2: He's the what? If you're watching it, he's the one on the left. Ah,
0: that's
2: Paul Crone. He Does know a lot of the sort of like fuzzy stories on Northwest on uh, Granada Reports. Oh right. So he does like all the funny stories or the this is this this is Marjorie and she's doing um, ten thousand miles for you know some sort of charity I can't think of off the top of my head. But yeah, he does those sorts of stories. So he doesn't do—he doesn't do like bleeding in water on Iraq or anything like that. He does Damn. like literally, you know, Doris around the corners doing a bake sale.
0: <laughs> so um, either way, the presenter's wearing an umbrella hat, and uh, the other presenter, Gary, the anchor presenter, is pouring water on it with a watering can as the hat rotates.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so it's the
0: presenter follows up with, "No, Gary, hats magic. The difference between your more conventional umbrella hats is that you simply don't get wet." <laughs>
2: it's about centrifugal centrifugal forces forces the water away from the body
0: I well, no idea there it's not, not in the script but
2: I'm sure, I'm sure it, it could be like a Mandela effect like we discussed the other day
0: <laughs> uh, I'll, I'll come to we'll that, cover at the that. End. we'll
2: cover that later But, um, yeah, I think it must be something like that. Because I've always figured out that line is something that Paul Crone talks about, centrifugal forces forcing the water away from the body because of the way the the hat spins. But I don't know. I don't know. It's weird. I'm sure he says that. But obviously, you've got the Bible in front of you, and the Bible is not wrong.
0: So uh, we jump cut to the hallway, and we get Brian turning his answer machine with, you've no new messages. Yeah. And Brian just stares at it, evidently in like a bit of a depression because he's lost his club. Yeah, he's
2: got he's he's lost he's basically stuck for something to do. Mm. And Peter Kay was on about saying these sorts of things are sort of like the scenes were his favourite because he likes sad comedy. Now I think this was brought up in one of the commentaries for like Leonard or something like that, where he thinks when it's sad, he's actually funnier in a way. And I like, I don't get that. <laughs>
0: Yeah, it's just no.
2: sad. <laughs> well, Peter,
0: I think people know our our thoughts on the past last two episodes, that Peter Kay thing, and if not, you can go back and check him out.
2: Absolutely, check <laughs> him out before you hear this one. But um, yeah, he says all oh, this, this sad humor is funny. I thought it's just sad. It's nice though. It's like it's built though. It's 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 it's, it's building the foundations for the rise. So mm. I quite I, I it. Needed this section, I feel, unlike Leonard and whatever, it was just a pure like. Ugh. And Mark
0: Park. But this, Uh, yeah, it's needed. We get Gary doing the voiceover. The price is coming on the screen now. There it is now. Where does this product come from again? He's like, South America. God bless South America. (laughs) (laughs) You need something like this, and they're available in, as it cuts to the Phoenix Club, the exterior, as Brian's out collecting litter in front of the club. And uh, (laughs) it cuts to reveal he's wearing (laughs) the plaid umbrella hat, as seen on the channel.
2: Yeah, he's actually wearing it and it doesn't look so big on the, when it's on the armchair Superstore. But when he's wearing it, it's like he's got a massive fucking it looks like a cone head with sort It's like
0: some, it's, it's almost like he's got like a wok on his head.
2: Yes, upside down <laughs> wok spinning with some sort of like pylon sticking out of his head. It, it looks ridiculous. <laughs> but he's early to pick it outside his club. But,
0: the problem, the problem with this episode for me is that we jump, we go from this like quite like brains in a depression sort of thing, jumping straight into Jerry, Jerry Sinclair singing oh, "Heavy no. Black bin Bags." Oh,
2: it's one of the well, most iconic songs. Heavy duty song. black bags. Yeah, it's one of the most iconic songs of the um, of Phoenix Nights. Really, come again? Your black bags, do do,
0: on offer till December. <laughs> so. uh... For those unaware, we get got Jerry, Jerry singing. This is the tune of Men in Black. Yes,
2: it and, is. Uh,
0: he's working in Asda with Alan, who's playing the the uh, keyboard. And uh, he uh, continues singing, come and get your black bin bags.
2: <laughs> Alan gives him a <laughs> wink or a nod or something like that.
0: They're long and black and slender. <laughs> Heavy duty black bin bags, no matter what your gender. Heavy what? duty black bin bags with a biostrator bender.
2: I don't know why it's funnier when you when, when the way you're reciting it like William Shatner.
0: <laughs> it's because I watched that the the clip popped up before the the no context uh, Max and Paddy or no context Peter K. Uh, Twitter put up the clip before. Yeah, it was it was the clip of uh, Keith Keith Lard is, I got my friend sent me a letter here from all the way from America. I'm going to read it for you now. It's burn baby burn. Yeah, it was the um off the whole burn at baby burn <laughs> di- disco inferno. <laughs> so I was going for that sort of thing. But it's uh, you get heavy duty black bin bags something to remember. <laughs> just rip with me. Just rip with me.
2: And, and tear with me right now. now. <laughs> just rip with me. It's- does it one more time? Fill them up now. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so it's just like a complete contrast of like Peter is going for that sad humor, like "Oh yeah, feel sorry for Brian," sort of thing. Yeah. Straight into to uh, Jerry singing "Black <laughs> Black Pimp Bags."
2: <laughs> oh dear me, it's. It's sort of like showing how far he's felt, though, as well, doesn't it? You know, sort of thing. He's like when you see the fact that he knows that Brian spotted him, it's like, oh shit, he uh, hides himself, sort of thing. But he can't because he's sort of like in a in a prominent place, right in the way. Yeah, it's like way. a big
0: display, isn't it, sort of thing? But then Alan sort of sees him and just like smiles and nods like Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> There's, so a then, uh, there's,
2: there's a funny thing about actually, in the commentary. Like I said, there was nothing in this commentary. I brought it up a lot. Um, they actually take the piss out of Alan's character. Um, the guy that plays Alan, he's actually on the commentary. And he goes, come on, there's a line coming up. You've got a line. <laughs> he, has about, he, has a, he has about two lines, I think, in the whole series or something daft like that. And I think they're pretty much in this episode.
1: <laughs> oh, dear.
2: And they're not even really anything. It's sort of like I've I've got to, you know. That's pretty much it. <laughs> I
0: mean, it's like the um, Peter Kay thing in the club where he's got the the brown shoot the brown shoes on. He's like, "Where's your black ones? Like, They've been healed." He's like, oh, "Get get them off before Ironside sees and whatever." Yeah. <laughs> you in brown shoes, on? No. You know the rules. Get them off. Yeah. See, you got piss all past Ironside. <laughs> <laughs> So, um, but yeah, we're still in Asda, we're in the cafe now, as uh, Brian, Jerry and Alan have sat around the table together having lunch. Brian's got a large fish, Alan's got a sandwich and Jerry's got a salad and a water.
2: Yeah.
0: Pissed him out of a small tin containing tablets. What are you doing? <laughs> Herbal medication, then. <laughs> From Illipido. The <laughs> I get early morning of stiffness.
2: Peter just goes, aren't we all?
0: Well, he doesn't. He sees oh, a cover yeah. bracelet. What's that on your arm? Copper bracelet. It's fitness and mobility. <laughs> Does it? Better get two of my legs.
2: <laughs> Have you come here to take the piss? Or do you do, do shopping or take the piss? Bit of both. Bit of both, yeah.
0: The two of my best pals end up like this, <laughs> singing in Asda. <laughs> and where do you say we sing? Because nowhere else to is, is there. <laughs> what do you mean? It wasn't me that burnt the club down. No, but you're cutting corners. I had to cut corners. It was, it was my third club. playing with a sky high they were fruit roof. <laughs> but then you get the line of, could have killed somebody. Ah, oh, could have, would have, should have.
2: Could <laughs> have,
0: would have, We didn't class, anyway, we this that, time.
2: Does that count as a potterism? Because he's used a th- phrase in the wrong way. Um... Maybe, maybe, yeah, because could have, would have, should have is sort of like, yeah, I should have done something, but he's like, you could well, yeah, have killed somebody. Could've,
0: I could have killed him, I should have killed
2: him, I should have yeah. killed him, yeah, yeah, we'll call it a pot <laughs> reason. There you go, we're up to three. <laughs> we had to go to VAR for that one.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, what do you mean this time? As Brian says, I'm reopening the Phoenix, we're gonna reopen the Phoenix.
2: Yeah, you and Alan, and
0: Are you on some sort of medication? I am Jerry. <laughs> Two table scenes of ambition, three times a day. <laughs> <laughs>
2: oh God, it's it's so cringy as well as being funny, though. What he says that that like, you can see he's desperate.
0: Mm. So um, then, as he says, reopen the Phoenix. What with you? No know money, low license, no brewery. What's this we? Me, we? me, you, Alan, and the others. There is no we. We has moved on. It's about time you got your fat ass and did the same. Fat? Fat ass? So <laughs> as we then get a, a tie announcement. Jerry Sinclair, Clair, the customer service, please. And then, as Brian pointed to Jerry's badge, he said, happy to help. Well, help me, will you? I need you. Exactly.
2: He's uh, like... It says, if you want my advice, sort of thing. Is, there, is it like something like move away, start, start oh, for, again? get the
0: Phoenix, move somewhere else and start again, sort of thing, yeah. But then, uh, so we get Jerry walks off and we get, he shouts, that shouts to him, but and then we just get Alan of, uh, doesn't do something else when to say that, but, you know. Okay, Yeah,
2: I've got to go. And then he follows up with another line, shockingly. With, um, do you think you'll be hard on him?
0: I suppose for the yeah, best.
2: For the best.
0: But if we come back to Brian, he was scraping Jerry's Salad onto his plate.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so I'm getting, I'm wondering who paid for that one. I bet it wasn't Brian. Wow. So then uh, Jerry's back singing, but this time we got corn beef.
1: Yeah.
0: Which is a loose parody of "Call Me by Call Me by Blondie." Standing beside his tinned corned beef, <laughs> opened the can and cut it an into it as he sings.
2: Ah, ah, you see, I don't think it was corned Me by Blondie because he wanted Call Me by Blondie but was told no, you couldn't have it because it was too expensive. Ah, I've got,
0: I've got Call Me by Blondie here in the script.
2: Ah, he wanted it. Ah. I think that's what he said. It was something else. But Blondie was too expensive.
0: Yeah, I was just thinking then because it doesn't sound like corn, like corn meat, corn when you listen back to it. because It's it corn isn't. beef, yeah.
1: So,
2: but with chips or with salad, it's corn beef. <laughs> Even Buckingham Palace eats corn beef. Why don't you try corn beef? Hash,
0: why don't you try corn beef? Hash, <laughs> <laughs> and that's the end of part <laughs> one,
2: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Quite a, quite a good start. <laughs> it's his season two of Phoenix, so come on.
0: It's a strong opener, yeah. Oh, God, aye. Uh, so then we're back with part two, and we're somewhere really familiar, because <laughs> Brian's on the promenade in Blackpool. Hey, Blackpool! As, uh, he's wheeling himself along the prom through the wind and the rain, <laughs> wheels himself across the tram as. In front of a, a, a lamp post, which is, uh, has a bunch of flowers with a message in memory of Alan.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the, one, the, the bloke that got pushed over in Coronation Street in front of a tram in the
0: 80s <laughs> by Rita. Good old Alan Bradley. Yeah. yeah so, well, actually, she, because I've seen the clip, of God knows how many times thanks to work. She's, like, running away from him, and she runs out and, like, yeah. misses the tram, and he runs out, and he just catches the side of it, and it kills him.
2: Oh, that's it. Yeah, he didn't push so. it. He didn't put, Yeah, he didn't get pushed, but it was at the other end of the promenade. Mm. If you have watched it, it's actually outside near where um, the Claremont is in Blackpool. It's near there. Oh,
1: yeah.
2: If you look at it, you can see all the pattern the wall. Mm. Yeah. See, so, what, these are the things you get when you're local. <laughs> you notice <laughs> these things.
0: So uh, we see an establishing shot of a hotel, which is La Ponderosa.
2: Yeah, which is the Lindeen in and, Blackpool. Uh,
0: throughout, we hear hear, a reprise of Don't Cry Out Loud played in the Whirlitzer.
2: Yeah. Yeah, it's the same song from before, but with this Blackpool twist to it.
0: So then we see Brian into the reception area. There's a guide dog for the blind collection box in the shape of a Labrador, similar to the disabled boy box.
2: Yeah, he gives it a pet.
0: (laughs) But then we hear the the girl behind the reception desk is on the phone. Oh, for fuck's sake! And we went for all fish supper. Took him back to his place. Drops his trousers. could not believe it. <laughs> anyway, he just had to get the vinegar strokes. His bloody mobile goes off. She <laughs> sees Brian and says, "Can I call you back, Mum?" <laughs> Hangs up and yes, can I help? As Brian help. wheels forward, and, there's a no. It's a hoss around. Hoss. Oh, no? hoss, hoss, Frank. I... It's a cart, right? Frank Cart, right?
2: Now there's a thing on this um, in the commentary where Paddy McGinnis notices that Peter Kay's looking in completely the wrong fucking direction. <sighs> so when you see the lines, the lady's obviously on one side of the counter. Peter Kay's looking fucking elsewhere.
1: <laughs>
2: he's, a, he's probably reading his lines, something like that, which is on mm. below sh- shot, and he's looking down. He's, he's, re- he's reciting it. <laughs> But you don't notice it until you hear it on commentary. It's like, oh shit! Yeah, <laughs> he's, gent- he's legitimately just like off elsewhere.
0: <laughs> so uh, the perceptionist shouts, "Mr. Cart, right?" You say, "What? <laughs> There's someone here to see you." What? Who? Where? As we see, uh, <laughs> as Frank enters the shot, who bears an uncanny resemblance to Jim Bowen?
2: It is. Oh, the late great Jim Bowen. With the most amazing uh, wig, yeah. host of Bullseye, most famous, yeah. Most famous for Bullseye, um, wearing the most amazing wig ever.
0: Hey, Brian Potter, Frank Cartwright, what happened to your legs? What happened to your head? head? (laughs) Ball last time I saw saw you, you.
2: (laughs) he sort of adjusted his wig.
0: Oh, dear. So then we're in the uh, La Ponderosa Function Room. We got pensioners and families are out. Yep. As listed here, Terry Foy is on the stage singing "Love Really Hurts Without You." Yep. Terry
2: Foy, a... yes. Now he was picked up for this the same way. Remember, if you watch the com- listen to the commentary of, I think it's in the club. Mm. On there was a lady singer in that where Peter Kay listened to her like a gig. Sort of like a, you know, like sort of like the entertainment in a pub. And he
0: liked it. Yeah, was She would want a Talent Trek, Talent Trek finalist, wasn't she?
2: Yeah, she was like the the blonde woman with short hair. Her. Um, Now he met him the same way, but he has like sort of like a trademark that he does sort of like a unique sort of thing that he does where at the end of certain lines or... Not necessarily at the end of a song. He'll sometimes do it in the middle of a song. He sort of goes, or something like that. (laughs) Which he does at the end of the song here.
0: Well, it's... I remember there's... Where is it? It's in this bit, isn't it? Because I remember them talking about it. In yeah. uh, the the bit, it's not it's not mentioned here in the script, but I remember them sort of taking the piss out of it in the actual commentary. Yeah, because Peter just loves all like high pitched he gets or whatever it is he does sort of yes,
2: thing. Like. exactly that. Yeah, Peter, Peter just loves the tone that he does and how he just pulls it out of fucking nowhere, essentially.
0: <laughs> so <laughs> but he's uh...
2: completely random. <laughs> I love it.
0: But uh, Brian and Frank are sat in front of a window overlooking the prom, and we can see the illuminations behind them, to give you the sort of time of year, so it's between, like, September and November, roughly.
2: Yeah, they were saying when it was filmed um, they were doing Turkey and Tinsel. And when they were there with the filming crew, they were there for three days. This, and this is on commentary. Mm. And the old la- there was, like, a big pump coach party of old ladies, and they thought they were there to do entertainment for them. <laughs> and after the third day, they were not happy. <laughs> they were fuming because they thought, "You know, Peter Kay had come to do some fucking comedy uh, comedy for him." No, obviously Jim, <laughs> Bo- Jim Bowen's there as well. <laughs> yeah. And apparently, Paddy McGuinness was there as well, just because Jim Bowen was there and he wanted to meet him.
0: Oh, All really? right. <laughs> Weird. Yeah. So, uh, but we got sort of mid mid conversation of that he was a devil, wasn't he?
1: hmm
0: but then the Brian retorts with, who can hit him like a frog like a frog over pump. <laughs> they were happy days, weren't they? I
2: <laughs> uh, can't go back, can't go back.
0: But then as Frank reminisces saying, I'm glad I'm out of club now. This is why this is what I've come here. He uh, I've got this place, nine bedrooms en suite, making a fortune here.
2: I love the way he says because it's proper northern on suit. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I've got a, I've got a bar, a bistro, a children's play area, solarium, solarium, lift to all floors.
2: Oh, the luxury.
0: <laughs> if, if, if Carol's leg pays out, I'm going to get a jacuzzi.
2: Oh, yeah, jacuzzi. Yeah, I'm going to get jacuzzi,
0: jacuzzi, that's the one. <laughs> but um, me and my brother were like sort of joking and back and forth a bit at one point, and we sort of both pointed out the the fact that some a lot a lot of hotel windows in Blackpool still advertise that like a colour TV as part of their <laughs> their things, like the the rooms. There's like, still some Koffman now colour TV.
2: There's still some now that do it. <laughs> like some of the really run down guest houses, if you walk mm. down the side streets down where between Living Road and the Promenade, and yeah. you look at some of the hotels down there, some of them will still have look. They've got like the sticker of like an eight ball in there it's like we've got pool (laughs) things like that I remember back in the day if you had a pool table that class you was a sports bar
0: Mm. (laughs) so uh, yeah I'll tell you what the future is (laughs) you listen to me the future is everything under one roof look on there see sunshine indoors shows my beer mat the Ponderosa Sunshine Doors, I like that. Very good, Frank. Catch
2: it. has got Frank's boat race in the middle of it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> You're forgetting I'm blacklisted, Frank. I'm not going to brew They won't touch me. What have I got here? Bottles and cans, that's it. Don't Go need your brewery.
2: Don't need it. It's, it's not what they drink, it's where they drink it.
0: <laughs> Neither of them. Oh, Frank, I've not got a license. Maybe if I was Carroll's name over at the door, but I call the shots.
1: Yeah.
2: What you need is a full guy.
0: <laughs> he says, you if,
2: got, he, he say you're working from behind, and then it was I don't know if this was like a little um, private joke or something like that between the, um, the guy that plays Kenny Sr. Mm. and Peter K, Because he turns around to Peter Kay on the commentary and goes, a bit like your doc- your last doctor's appointment, wasn't it? <laughs>
0: Peter
2: K sort of giggles in it, but you could tell it's like, mm, yeah, I'm not too pleased about that.
0: <laughs> but then, uh, so there's, there's sort of, they're sort of talking about that, saying, oh, yeah, think about it. Anyway, make yourself at home, enjoy all the facilities. We'll sort you out when you leave. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I love the way he points out his fingers like he did a bullseye as well, though. Sort of like, bus fare home. <laughs> so
1: yeah. Then, uh,
0: we're still in we're still in the Ponderosa. Road, So Brian's got his he's in his hotel room. Uh, he gets like his his diary, and uh, he's going he's down C, through got, names a, a, and names C, and numbers.
2: He's got a sea view as well. Look at the luxury there. Yeah. On suit, sea view. Jacuzzi. <laughs> Jacuzzi. No, it's not paid out yet. Not
0: quite. <laughs> but um, I don't know if you noticed, but as he goes down that the, the book, the some of the names and numbers are blurred out.
2: Yes, they are. Apart
0: from one, which I can't remember the name of it, it's something like Jack or Dave or something. It's no eight hundred number. <laughs> and I kept meaning to Google it to see what it like, what it went to, if anything, or if it's like just like pulling its point out like a dead line because it's like twenty years old or whatever. But it might have been like a Phoenix Nights Hotline or Channel Four line or something maybe.
2: Dare I ring it just to see what it is for the next episode?
0: I think you should. I think I will. Just to see what it is. Even if it's just a dead number, we're we'll really ring get to see what it is. So, uh, But anyway, we get to, he gets the two names in the front, a mobile number, which are Max and Paddy. Hey. And, <laughs> so, <laughs> we're, uh, so then we're, we're in, somewhere in a, in a minibus. There's uh, <laughs> the single on the TV's Minder. What a tune that is, by the way. <laughs> I'm sorry, but it
2: is. I'm taking no apologies for that. Minder's theme tune is a fucking banger. Oh,
0: it's also Chorley FM.
2: Yeah, fair. coming in your ears. Chorley uh, FM has got to be the greatest radio station of all
0: time, let's be honest.
2: <laughs> let's be honest. Really, what started
0: it as a fictional station?
2: It actually ended up being a proper station, but the music was just non-stop banger after banger. <laughs> it really was. So, the fact
0: of um... the matter
2: is as well, you can get somewhat of the, um, the, the playlist on Spotify as well, so it's like you can recreate it just without the Chorley FM coming in your ears, without Paul Leroy sort of like...
0: <laughs> so, uh, but we got a shot of Max's mobile, which is all that thirty-three ten or thirty-two ten.
2: Yeah, just aging the program for you.
0: Which uh, has iron side on the display, but you can't <laughs> hear it.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> so then, gets to another name, uh, which is Les Campbell. Well, back in the La Ponderosa, gets another name, Les Campbell. Yeah, That's Les. What are you doing? <laughs> one of those mobile meat wagons you used to get it like, on car boot sales and stuff
2: they still got them on car boot sale the one that used to be at Windyke in Blackpool the guy was still there with the same get up microphone the lot everything yeah. like that it <laughs> uh, shows its age as well because it's somewhat relevant with what the joke he says while he's actually selling the meat So I'm not asking is it a bit of something extra BSE bit of something extra but this is this is in sort of like reference to the um, old the um, mad cow disease sort of that. Um, thing that happened in the late 90s mm. um, but there was another there was loads of names for it cjd mad cow disease and there was fucking what well, that the um, bse as well was another one for it
1: Oh, yeah, right
2: um but yeah, but it something extra. So I'm not asking. Was it? I'm not asking for nine or eight or something like he said, that.
0: I'm, I'm not A full bag there. I'm not asking eight quid. I'm not even asking seven quid. Six quid a lot. And I'll tell you what I'm gonna do. I will in a pig's dick for the dog. <laughs> As he holds it up, and a bit of a delicacy in Thailand, there, my love. <laughs> As his mobile rings. Hang on, excuse me a minute. Hello, hello, Hi. Leslie. Brian Potter. Hey, Brian. How's it going? Everybody's still
2: on the microphone. <laughs>
0: So then we we get, uh, we're at a crossing and we get Kenny Senior. Oh, God. This he's is dressed funny. as a lollipop man. This is funny.
1: Whoa, 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 whoa. Where are you going?
0: There's two lads trying to cross.
2: Yeah, and he's put his stick out in front of him.
0: Oh, just he's got out like that. There's nothing coming. Oh, we can't be too careful. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, we're going to be late. Better late than dead. <laughs>
2: Well, like yesterday, you tell us Jackie Chan was seeing you for some
0: paint. Yeah, oh, he did. You missed him my seconds. <laughs> Kicks an old woman in the back over there. <laughs> As the phone rings, and that's probably him now. <laughs> All right, Jackie. What's that? Kenny, Kenny, seeing you. Hello, Jackie. Yeah, I got you that paint. One coat of gloss, Jackie. Who the hell Who the hell's Jackie? <laughs> oh, so, no, noise. One's what? One shit. See what I can do.
2: Was it the guy's a lunatic as the kids start crossing? <laughs> he ate
0: his oh, one family. One of them says, <laughs> one of them's like, he's a liar. And then the other one says, he's sick. <laughs> he ate his, his family. <laughs> then uh so go, Sorry. Hello, Brian. Sorry about that. But then <laughs> we're back with, uh, back in the <laughs> minibus as Max and Panny are singing to Amarillo by Tony Christie.
2: Banger, by the way, there's a funny thing that's, that he's mentioned. I don't know if it's foreboding or not. Mm-hmm. Um, they're talking about how Tony Christie, you're talking about Tony Christie, who's obviously the original singer of um, is this the you know, Amarillo? Yeah, which is what they're singing in the van. And they're talking about actually, is if we should do something like that, no record it. So I bet Tony Christie would be up for it. <laughs> A few years later down the line, what do we have? <laughs> we actually have Peter K singing Amarillo.
1: Yeah.
2: And it's absolutely amazing. Absolutely amazing. Look it up on YouTube, Peter K Amarillo. And um, when, um, one, what was it, Ronnie Carson?
0: Ronnie Corbett.
2: Ronnie Corbett, not Ronnie Carson. Ronnie Corbett falls off the fucking treadmill. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, it's funny. But um, so Max and Paddy singing along to Amarillo as Max turns to the passengers. Come on, sing, we'll sing along. along! And it's loaded like full of like Asian elders looking fed up.
2: Yep. Yeah. Do you know, they were actually really Asian elders? Yeah. And they had a I got an interpreter in there as well for them. And apparently, when they, later on they see a looks jumping ahead slightly, but it's sort of relevant to the thing what we're saying now. They were actually were going to a mosque because it was in the middle of Ramadan.
1: Yeah. Right. So
2: they were fucking
1: fuming,
2: but <laughs> <laughs> we actually dropped them off outside the mosque, and they genuinely rushed in because that's where exactly where they were going. But they're, but they're singing away to fucking Amarillo. They, oh, later on they turn up to it and it's blasting out the transit. <laughs>
0: But then uh, we d- we do get, <laughs> a get fun fair, a fun fair daytime. uh oh, yeah. <laughs> well it says it says Ray Vaughn's teaching a lad how to walk backwards while the ride is moving slowly. I don't think he is. But that's must have changed because he's actually sat in the he's sat he's in the booth, isn't he? Boot. Come on, the longer the longer screen, the faster the ride.
2: <laughs> is it, please stay in your seat at all times, stay seated or you may die. See,
0: I've got here, in the script, the script is slightly different, because it's yeah. got you spin me around playing. But then it says, the longer you scream, the faster the ride. Remember, fun is the key. But yep. we'll keep singing at all times, or you may die.
2: Not singing, it's seated. Keep seated, or you may die. Let's
0: well, just keep singing.
2: Yeah, it's definitely well, seated.
0: But then it says, it, gets, it says, his phone rings. Hello, Mr. Potter. <laughs> sit down.
2: Yeah, because he keeps going on about the key, telling the kids to sit down.
0: And then we cut, Matt jumped straight to Holy Mary in the queue at church.
2: Uh, There's a thing on commentary about that. Um, Her ringtone, um, they wanted to use Jesus Christ Superstar, (laughs) but they couldn't afford it, so they went with hot stuff instead.
0: By Donna Summer. (laughs)
2: Yes.
0: (laughs) So she answers to it, nodding for an apology to everyone around her. Sorry, love, I can't talk much, I'm in a church.
2: And just hangs up.
0: <laughs> but then back in the minibus, Max and Pally are still singing to Amarillo.
2: But they get you more animated about it as well.
0: It's just funny as fuck. <laughs> the beeping, beeping in time with the song and that as well. sha
2: <shalala>, la 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 la. Eh, shalala.
0: Line from Max series. He right, here we are, boys. He as he helps him off the bus. And then says, yeah. Say one for me. <laughs> Say, yeah. Say one for me. <laughs> but then we get Paddy he go, Hey, have you seen this? What? Miss Call the fine side.
2: Oh, fuck's sake. The next thing you know, we cut away to the, from the van to the front of the Phoenix Club with an old Peugeot 405. And um, yep. out pops Alan and um, Jerry St. Clair.
0: we we got Jerry saying, look at that. What a bloody shame.
2: Yeah, you just see the have built the building boarded up and uh, graffitied on and all that.
0: But Alan, Alan gets his third line of the episode, which is, I know.
2: Yeah. He's got
0: three lines. We get, uh, we're in the games room as he's like it's meant to be nighttime, so the main characters are gathered. There's no electricity, so they're using like old. Um, <laughs> assortment of lights and like the old work like uh road work lanterns these are like, the old yellow ones
2: yeah it's like a, <laughs> it's, a th- it's a throwback to the first episode of phoenix Nights season one because he had
0: exactly the well, same thing fun- funnily enough it says if it actually says in brackets left over from half a shilling yes <laughs> yes
2: absolutely also a little tidbit this scene that they do from this point onward to the end of the episode was the last scene they actually shot
1: all yeah, right.
2: Because the deal filmed everything and then made the bar look and everything look like it had been burnt down. So Ooh. they did it last, and it took them three hours to do the whole thing. And if you notice, everyone else is getting soaked apart from Young Kenny and Peter Kay. Paddy lets lifts a little bit and goes, "Yeah, you had four assistants with umbrellas." <laughs> <laughs>
0: But then we get Jerry who asks, "What are we doing here anyway?" And Alan's fourth line of, You'll see.
2: Yeah, it's all—it's pissing it down as well. Just while we well, remember, just for the um mood, it's absolutely lamping it down, like monsooning. <laughs> and apparently that wasn't planned. It was—it mm. just happened on the day, and it just made it better. And just incorporated it
0: into it. But, uh, so Jerry chimes in. We promised my power yoga for this. <laughs> but then sees everybody surprised by the fact that everyone's there it's like bloody hell look who's here
2: let me guess Brian <laughs>
0: yeah. yeah I knew he'd have to do something some, he'd have something to do with this and then Alan gets another line which is let's just see what he's got to say first eh
1: yeah.
0: ah, well, where is he <laughs> as we see some doors just open and then we hear do a theme from Black Beauty
1: oh god
2: but yeah there was something else on commentary as well about the torch they um, had to keep stopping filming because the torch kept running out mm. um, because uh, young Kenny kept fucking around with it <laughs> so the charge <laughs> kept going <laughs> oh dear
0: <laughs> so uh, Brian enters the room with young Kenny behind him holding the torch in a portable stereo. Yeah. As uh, Brian says, Young Kenny, he's like, Knock it off. He say Click. <laughs> <laughs> I suppose you all wonder who I gathered you here. Well, I'll tell you. <laughs> he nods to Kenny, then presses, Playing the Stereo, we <laughs> hear the grandstand theme. <laughs> Track six, you feel it Track six! <laughs> As we hear Kenny flicks it over and we hear the theme from Van der Valk.
1: <laughs>
2: See, I didn't know what this was, but thanks to the commentary, um, I, f- I knew and found, I learned it was some sort of, um, like, detective show. Ah. Yeah. Set in France or something like that, or Belgium.
0: So then uh, we cut to, cut to Jerry. you <laughs> sort of leans over to Alan and like God forbid he'd be melodramatic. But then back to Brian. I have a dream, people. I have a dream. If they build it, they will come. Build what? A new phoenix. Bigger, better, faster, stronger, rising out of the ashes. (laughs) Like a real phoenix, funny enough. (laughs) A super club, a king of clubs. Well, this time we'll have it all. A restaurant, a bistro, and we'll serve food. Who's going to cook this food? Well, let's forget the... immortal line of, not just any old food, Jerry, proper food, scampi, Kiev's, garlic oh, bread. Yeah. Garlic, garlic bread. bread? Garlic bread, that's right, Mark, it's the future, I've tasted it.
2: <laughs> Cheese and cake, <laughs> dirty.
0: <laughs> then, uh, yeah, cook, chefs, us, we'll all cook, we'll all muck in. And <laughs> Holy Mary's said uh, I can cook. You can cook, and you will cook, sister. Amen to that. We'll have a playroom for the kids. Can I believe that children are in the future? <laughs> <laughs> Which young Kenny then says, "I've got garlic bread for the future." It should have been a roll. Should have on a roll. We'll have a solarium, leisure facilities, some beds.
1: He
2: even says of these terms like uh, like hosted as well. Solarium, <laughs> would you cut see?
0: And uh, Max and Paddy signed up for it, then we go, that's right, Sunshine Indoors. They can tan while they drink.
2: Yeah, we'll have a bit of that. <laughs> says, what what will we drink? We've got no brewery.
0: <laughs> we don't need a brewery. We can do we can do it. Bolstick brewery. brewery. Yeah. <laughs> As Kenny C says, and my own we're we'll going bottles and cans and Kenny, And my own brew. It's one of Wards. Then let's just <a>, say, <laughs> tastes like piss. That that was piss. <laughs> But then uh, you see, you see, it don't matter what what it drinks, it don't care. It's the facilities, the surroundings. And I'll we'll have it all here under one roof. And then Leslie says, But Brian, we haven't got a roof. <laughs> well we'll build a frigging roof. Right, right, we'll build one. A few slates, bit of MDF.
1: <laughs>
2: Change rooms it I'll do it in half an hour. <laughs> But uh, like I say, Ray Bond's like saying you can't use MDF. Uh, it just, uh, he, um, Brian just talks over and just stops him where he is.
0: <laughs> but then uh, as we go, you see this rain. The rain is a baptism for the new phoenix. Well, I've told you, Brian. We've all moved on. We've all got new lives. <laughs> you called singing house down a life.
2: He's selling meat at the back of a wagon alive. Lines <laughs> of kids.
0: That's not living, that's existing. <laughs>
2: but what you don't notice as well is, uh, if you look, you have to watch it to know it, is um, Kenny Senior sort of smirking at Les as yeah. Peter as uh, Brian says something about him and Brian just obviously lays into him and his face just drops. <laughs> <laughs> He's like sort of snickering and all like, Lying to kids, alive. He's like, oh, shit. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so then... <coughs> this is why I Jerry's it four Ge- times. Oh, well, <laughs> uh, Brian's saying, I can't do this without you. And this as Jerry reminds him, You can't do it because you've got not your licence, you've been banned for life. Ah, Jerry, that's right, I've been banned for life. But you have not.
2: You haven't, have you, Jerry? You could be a new licensee. No cutting corners out your
0: gaffer. As everyone turns to look at him, it's me? Yeah, you Jerry. You are the license see the new Phoenix. <laughs> I'm not getting a younger Jerry. I <laughs> My running, <laughs> running days, days are, over. are
1: over.
2: Take the baton. Run wild and run free.
0: But then I don't know what's yours. <laughs> Say yes, Jerry. Say yes and inherit what's rightfully yours. <laughs> so then uh Jerry accepts as Brian says, I know you won't let me down, Jerry. <laughs> but then whilst it's still like a pretty much like still a smouldering, like building, we get the actual new, new licensee plant, which must have gone up being record time.
2: Yeah, going up on chipboard. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: There's a, <laughs> let's see your name there, Jerry. And uh, as he has the paperwork, <laughs> he's got young, Ke- young Kenny bent over.
2: Yep. And you just see Peter K sort of looking back and sniggering <laughs>
0: to himself. So he hands, he hands Jerry a pen. There you are, Jerry. What do you think? Ah, he's smashing. smashing. at Sam there on the dotted line, Mr and see? And uh, Jerry signs the paperwork, making it official. Yeah.
2: yeah. I think that's pretty much the episode, apart from? The audition. The auditions, yes. So we are back to the auditions.
0: So we get a uh, the backing music of Every Little Thing She Did Is Magic and Brian and co are watching a female magician.
2: Yeah, which is, is it Ted Robbins' wife, I believe?
0: not too sure because I was trying to like, look at the details on IMDb but I couldn't find anything.
2: According to the commentary, it could be just be a joke but it didn't come across that way. Uh, they apparently it's Ted Robbins' wife
1: and yeah,
2: right. part of them taking the role was get her a small part in, the, in on it so they gave her the audition at the end <laughs> <laughs>
0: so uh we've got three dubs on a perch she produced another one from a handkerchief it flies off towards an extractor fan yeah and uh, you just hear it literally as it like gets like minced up she looks on horrified as we cut to Brian and the others as covered in du- in like blood and yeah, were blood feathers. And
2: feathers, yeah.
0: The music stops and Brian just spits out a feather and follows up with,
2: next. next. <laughs> and that's your episode.
0: That's episode one of series two.
2: Yeah. Oh, it's good to be back.
0: A welcoming return to form, I think, for the uh, Phoenix Knights episodes. Oh, absolutely. Episodes.
2: I mean, we've had a month of dross, let's be honest. <laughs> yeah, this, oh, and it's, it's like...
0: Uh, two episodes, wrong.
2: two weeks, yeah.
0: Oh, well, I thought you meant... I, thought you meant, I, was, I was thinking then of, like, brain file, like, Peter K. in general, because I was like, well, that covers, like, 14 weeks for that Peter <laughs> K. thing. But, yeah, like a month of Leonard and Mark Len- Park.
2: Yeah, and then cool. you got this, and it's like... It's so good to be back to so have Brian Potter again. It's like yes, <laughs> so good having the whole crew back together. Yeah, it's, it was. It's, like I said I struggled, like I said on Mark Park. I watched it twice and I couldn't watch. I couldn't bring myself to watch it a third time. It was just I had no drive to do it, no motivation because I just did not enjoy that episode. I watched this episode four times. I watched it twice today, and it was I I, I can't get enough of it. I well, quite, um, quite happily sit and binge the whole series in one
0: go. I thought it was one of them where it, I, I thought more happened at the end, though. I always forget that it end this, excuse me, this episode ends how it does
1: mm.
0: in terms of him like, just signing the paper and be like, Yeah, you're the see now.
2: It's great. <laughs> yeah, a lot happens in this from the pub burning down to him um, rearranged sorting it out. And there must be like a few months of time that passed this whole episode. It must be months. And I think they do a really good... Peter Kay does a really good job of sort of like wrapping up a month and sort of like the space between Phoenix Club 1 burning down and the start of Phoenix Club 2. Mm. I think they do a quite good job of condensing it into the key moments in a way. Like, for example, you got the bit... the Peter Kay's spiral into depression. Not Peter Kay, sorry. Brian's spiral into depression. Yeah. And then you sort of like have the moment where he, he gets the idea, he goes, fuck it, I can't sit on my ass anymore. Goes to tell his second in command in a way, you know, you know Jerry Sinclair, and Jerry goes, fuck off, I'm not interested.
1: Yeah.
2: And so he, he sort of like goes to Blackpool for a break to see his old mate, and he gives him sort of an epiphany. It's like, <laughs> I can do this. And then he starts making plans in his head while he's still in Blackpool rounds up the whole gang and it's like right here we go and mm. um, obviously he's now winding it up and winding it up and now it's episode two we're going to put the little toy mouse on the ground and see how far it goes
0: <laughs> well it was um there's us looking at the book then there's like i know what's coming up in well part of what's coming up in episode two
2: i fucking love episode two <laughs>
0: Oh god! Um, but I yeah, I, I always forget this episode just finishes with him signing over uh, Jerry becoming licensee and that's it. But then, like, I always forget that like Black is in this episode. I was before I watched it back, I was like, I'm sure that's like a later episode, like episode three or something. I was like, no, it's episode one. Episode shit. one,
2: where when they've all split up from episode from the Phoenix Nights, Bur- Phoenix Club burning down. So mm-hmm. yeah, so there's that transitional period of sort of like them coming away from it and then coming back. So, yes, episode one is that sort of transition period, sort of like we've fucked off and now, oh, you've enticed us back in. Which also kind of shows, in a way, that the Brian Potter has some sort of charisma to be able to wind everyone back. And, I mean, he's nearly got the full crew. There's, no, there's only one barmaid that didn't come back. Oh, maybe in Young Mary as well. Yeah. it didn't come back. So there's that. But then, obviously, we're going to get heavy later on which is going into spoilers in a way of a few extra people coming in
0: mm-hmm. but we'll save that yeah we'll, we'll save that for a future reference
2: absolutely
0: um but going back to like you were saying before about like the mandela effect because i remember yes. i messaged you guys about it when it, yes, ha- when it happened to me because i was watching it and i remember reading about the the hotel they used, the the pond for the ponderosa it'd been yeah. like coming up in the gazette of like Phoenix Knights Hotel up for sale was like, sells for as much. And I was, I was looking at it going, I'm sure that wasn't the hotel they used.
2: No, I mean, it's it you know, the, the giveaway is a big blue like, sort of like, paintwork. Because um, it's very distinctive on the promenade. There's not a hotel like it. With the exception of the big blue hotel, but that's, you, you can't miss that. It's next to the freaking Pleasure Beach. Mm. Um, but it, yeah, it's the Lindine And I was like, Blown away when Coxie told us, like, I oh, he didn't think it was a Lindy because I've always lived like, lot like, five minutes away from that hotel, and it's like, yeah, that's the Peter K Hotel. Every time I went past us, that's that's the Phoenix Nights Hotel. So I'm well, always so, associated with it, yeah.
0: Well, because every time I I go past on the tram or whatever, I look at this this one hotel further down the prom, and I'm like, oh, there it is, that's the hotel that Brian goes to, mm. and. I'm sure there's like it must be in the, the extended or the the alternate and deleted scene or something where he go he either goes past that hotel or he goes into it or something. Probably. So I'm sure it's under a different name. So I whether that's be... where I've got it from or not, I'm not too sure, but I can never remember actually seeing La Ponderosa as the L- Lindane from watching I it. Like. I wouldn't
2: I wouldn't be shocked if there was a scene in the extended because I've not seen the extended cuts or the deleted scenes. If there's a bit where he goes into a gift shop and the hotel that you were thinking of He's right next door to them, guest, them, to them um, gift shops, which is yeah. the nearest ones to that hotel. So it could be a scene where he's actually gone past in his wheelchair, past that, into the guest thing or into the gift shop or something like that, or past the gift shop. I don't know. I'll have to look. So we're going to look at the uh, extras anyway at some point. Mm. And, yeah, possibly that. Uh, another little tidbit. I, back in the day, when this was filmed in 2000, 2001. And I was in high school at the time and we had the fuel crisis, which meant Blackpool Transport decided they didn't want to run buses anymore. They had to use the trams. Now, I I lived at Central Pier and I had to go past right down to Ginn Square, which was too long for my little legs at the time, too far away. So I had to get the tram. And back in the day... And Coxie might attest to this. They were fucking expensive. The trams, Mm -hmm. they were extortionate. So we never used to get them. Uh, Back when they used to have the old fucking like meters where they used to like just slide all the things together. And (laughs) I'm pretty sure they could make their own fucking prices up. (laughs) But um, yeah, we did all that. And um, yeah, I I don't remember going on the old trams very much um, because they were so expensive. (laughs) And the tram that went past us sticks in my brain very much so because it was the tram one that it was was the fuel crisis only really happened in like affected Blackpool for a few days. Really? I only went on the tram once because I decided, fuck it. I'm going to walk it in future. It was too expensive. Um, But the one tram I did get was a Warburton's tram, a purple Warburton's tram that appeared in this episode that went past Brian so when I saw that, I was like, that's the tram I went to school on. <laughs> and it doesn't sound a lot. i think you from Blackpool. You must go on the trams a lot. It's like, no. If The tram's are really inefficient way to get around in Blackpool unless you want to stay on the promenade. And being a local, mm-hmm. most of the stuff I want to go to is not on the prom. So <laughs> I don't go on the trams very often, maybe because they're extortionate. But nowadays, I will admit, they actually are quite good value they're really good but um back then it was a novelty and that was what because i didn't go on the trams very often it was stuck out so it's a weird thing to notice and to remember and so sort i of think oh my god i've been on that tram but it's you know coming from blackpool but i never used to go on them so i used to cycle or walk so mm. or get the bus <laughs> Never, never went on the trams, So I was like, oh, I've lost the tram, I went on. So, so, yeah, that, that was something for me on that as well. But yeah, Mandela effect and all that. I had the sort of one my the line, like you say. But um, it's one of them. You had a hotel. It was a bit further north and south than you thought.
0: It's going to be one of them I'm going like, to be watching the alternate, well, the, the extended scenes or whatever later on and be like, that's the bit. I'm going to be able to oh, check well, it out. I, now. I totally imagined it and it never actually happened.
2: it would be at the beginning of it as well, so it won't be far to check because they do it in yeah. episode order. So if you're going to yeah. do it, you would be probably less than five minutes into it. Mm. So yeah, give it a go. If you've got the discs, this is the advantage of buying the discs. get them, you get all these extras, <laughs> and the commentaries, and Easter eggs, which there is on the series two. There are Easter eggs. And I know where they are.
0: <laughs> I think I think once we do get to episode six, I think you should like reveal them.
2: I will do. I will do. I will say where these Easter eggs are. If I know <laughs> them, I will reveal them. There you go. Yeah. So, yeah. That well,
0: was- uh, so, what did you think of episode one of season two overall?
2: I can't gush enough. I loved it. Absolutely loved it. And the best thing about it is the quality for me doesn't go down at all for this whole season that's a spoiler and i don't mind revealing that it is absolutely fucking fantastic <laughs> get on get on magpie music magpie and get this dvd because it is phenomenal season 1 season 2 of phoenix nights are a bare minimum i think for mm, any
0: yeah.
2: anyone that's interested in british humour british comedy season 1 and season 2 of phoenix nights are a fucking bread and butter
0: but if you can pick up that Peter Kay thing for, like, 99p, you might as well, as well.
2: Oh, of course, yeah, just for the first, well, technically so, five episodes.
0: Yeah. Yeah. the pilot.
1: <laughs>
2: if you're listening to us and you want some advice, switch it off at Leonard. Just switch it off. Or maybe if you want the credit to say, I've watched it all the season, maybe do it, but then do it, but be very drunk. <laughs> That's what I would say. I'm not, I'm not, this is there not is, there's some, okay. There some
0: good bits in London, to be fair. Like the the one that always stands out to me is the the guy who is like the the John Wayne person. just when he walks into the cafe to break something, John Wayne.
2: It's funny, but for the wrong reason, though, isn't it? Do you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> you should be you're laughing at him because he's got a mental health issue, and you think you shouldn't be doing it, but you do. <laughs> <laughs> It's, it's what it's literally one of them laughs that you do and you know you're going to hell for it. You know what I mean? Yeah. But you can't, it, it can't be helped, and mainly because I'm a, I'm a sick fuck, I do laugh at shit like that. So.
0: Well, it's also I can't remember if I mentioned this on the Mark Park episode or not. If it was on, who was recording at the time. But the the woman who plays Roof in that episode is also the same woman who plays the reporter in episode one of season one. It is, yes. Of no, just racist.
2: No, oh, just racist. Aye, yeah, it is the same one. But yeah, but yeah, next episode, season two, episode two. Can't remember what it's called. It's not on this because I have a highly legitimate version of
0: the disc. So, well, I'm it's, sure you. This Brian gets this one. Brian gets everyone back together, isn't it?
2: Yeah, but this one Brian gets a band together. This one is when they try to restock. And we sort of like the next episode uh, Max and Paddy go to France and pick up some extras, shall we say? And I think the the rest of the crew are sort of like decorating and doing other bits and bobs. I don't think it's a fun day, is it? Oh, it might be the fun day, actually. Um, pass. Yes. It could be the fun day.
0: Another In fact, I'm almost certain it is. I've got it here, so I can tell you. Yeah, so this episode, Brian gets everyone back together, and then episode two is Family Fun Day.
2: Oh! (laughs) Oh, seriously, episode two, if he thought this one was good, episode two is another level. It is fucking phenomenal. There are so many quotable lines in this next episode. You can't miss the next podcast. Seriously. Do not read ahead. Do not read ahead. Stick with us. Watch it in two weeks time. And just thank us for just waiting. let, let 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 it simmer. Let it marinate. Let us hype it up a little bit you are not going to be disappointed it is fucking amazing it's up there this episode you know this you know you know, faulty towers the episode where he crashes the car with the tree
1: mm.
2: i rank this episode up there with comedy moments like that
0: <laughs>
1: it is
2: that good it is that good
0: Considering sort of what I know, what's I can, I can think what's coming now. It's one definitely not to, not not re- to be missed.
2: It's not to be missed. I mean, it's the, I I've, it, I can I can rem- almost remember this episode like now. If we wanted to do a podcast about it now and record it now, I could do it now without watching <laughs> it. That's how much I memorize it. I will probably watch this episode six, seven, eight, nine times. That's how much I like this episode.
0: Well, be- before you go off and watch it seven, eight, nine times, right give yourself some plugs.
2: Oh, yes, I had to give myself some plugs. Yes, you can find me on the UKRAD Live podcast. We're on all the good podcast catchers out there. We are overdue a new show. And funny enough, I've got something clicking in my head for next week. Um, But, yeah, yeah, you can find us on Twitter, at UKRAD Podcast. We are on uh, Facebook. We're on YouTube. You can find our back catalogue there. Just look for UKRAD Podcast. And you can also find my alter ego Steve at Steve AOTGTMP on Twitter, where I tend to take the piss out of Rogar. But other than that, yeah, it's over to you.
0: Cool. And of course, you can find the Lost Art of Podcasting on Facebook. We're on Twitter at Lost Art of Podcast. Uh, we don't have a Phoenix Knights or well, Phoenix Pod separate e. feed or anything, because it's too much to manage at the moment. <laughs> um, but any uh, email or anything, just Get, find it on there because we're under Lost Art Podcast, and I always reply to people if I can. And uh, we're also on Instagram at Lost Art Podcasting. You can find us on all good podcast riders, including Spreaker, Apple Podcast, Spotify, Stitcher, uh, name it, run it, pretty much. Yep. And of course, you can also find us on Podchaser.
2: As I, I've still got to give you them numbers. <laughs> But speaking of which, still not, oh, to be fair, I will plug the podcast that Steve and Rogar are on. It's at Trees and No for Gunpowder Trees and No Plot, which is a actual play homebrew or D and D podcast.
0: There you go. Yep. So, uh, well, for the Phoenix Pod, I've been Axc, and I've been Stupid Sexy Flinders. And I think the whole that's left to say is next garlic bread. Oh, sorry, next. <laughs> <laughs> You hear that? It's not just another sound effect. It's the sound of your life changing. Say goodbye to mediocrity and every normal phone you've had before. Unfold a whole new world with Samsung Galaxy Z Flip 3 5G and Z Fold 3 5G. Get more screens, more style, more attention. Take a break from toggling between select apps and take hands-free selfies. Take notice of everyone noticing you, and show them how to live this life. Buy your Galaxy Z Flip 3 5G or Z Fold 3 5G at Samsung.com. 5G connection and availability may vary. Check the carrier. Ladies and gentlemen, today's opponents on man versus train. At the crossing, we have Rick, a 175-pound frustrated man who's running late for work. And on the tracks, we have Bull, a million-pound freight train that takes a mile to stop. Let's see who comes out on top.
1: You can't beat a train, so don't try. Stop. Trains can't. Paid for by NHTSA.